Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of the Don't Know Show. Today we have with us uh, Megan, also known as the Authentic Girl on Instagram. And we're going to discuss all the things that the three of us know nothing about, <laughs> which is health, beauty, and uh, all those positive things, right? Um, I'm now going to rank Hilton, myself, and Brandon in order of attractiveness. <laughs> you number you do number not, one. You don't have the right to rank number yes, one. Remo. Number one. Rank. <laughs> you, you rank number him. one is Remo. Number two, definitely is okay, I, Hilton. You rank and number three oh, yeah. is Brandon. And that is in descending order. <laughs> <laughs> oh Nothing like a little bit of self-deprecation to get us started. Oh. All right. <laughs> so let's get straight into it, which is ironic because we didn't get straight into it. All right. Megan. Hey, hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be here today. Yes, and we are excited to have you. So, the first question we always ask, because mm. it's a necessary thing to ask, is, who are you? What are you all about? What's your story? <laughs> hey guys, um, as Remo mentioned, my name is Megan, and um, I'm a content creator. I have a page called The Authentic Girl. So basically what I do is um, I speak about body positivity, radical self-love and the toxic traits of diet culture. So I actually recognize as a diet dropout. I don't like diets because I've been on all of them. And um, my goal is to help women see um, the value of themselves, to to love themselves as they are right now. And like I said earlier, just to speak about um, the toxic traits of diet culture. So that's what I'm all about. Okay. Well, you've mm. come to the right place because I too hate diets. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on any, by the way? Absolutely not. Um, oh, okay. I've... Well, you know what? Let's. I, I think maybe I've tried to eat healthy. Mm. Um, I, in fact, I'm trying right now. But I did buy a box of Easter eggs this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, who can resist? They are delicious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I am not doing that well. I'm not doing well at all. But okay. I believe that um, it's the thought that counts. So. Mm. Um, but I mean, like happy, my friend. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's, a, I mean, there's, there's two parts, huh? The, the, the part where you're eating them and you're super happy, and then the part <laughs> afterwards where you see the carnage that lay before you with all the wrappers, <laughs> and then you're not so happy. <laughs> you're like, what kind of animal am I? You know? No, you shouldn't say that. Don't say that. Um, well, some, you know, you know, when so, you. Um, when we um, teach or when we learn about self-love um, or radical self-love, that is, 
you know, you're taught to um, speak of yourself in, in a really like high regard and you're taught to like love yourself just as you are. Because what diet culture does is just that, like it categorizes food. It says that this is a good food and this is a bad food. And if you eat lots of bad foods, then you are a bad person. But that's not the case. Like you can eat whatever you want and still like love yourself. Yeah, well, listen, I can assure you that everybody that uh, knows me knows that I have no problem um, loving myself. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think the connotation there wasn't, I mean, actual, like, you know, self-esteem-wise. Maybe a little too it, much. He was doing it for you, for, some? for, for you, for the yeah, university. It was for the, it was, I, I actually don't It's for you listeners. It's for you guys. I'm doing it all for you. Because I honestly don't give a shit. <laughs> Just, I don't care. There's, 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 there's no self that, oh, I've eaten so much. Like, in fact, Yilton and I pride ourselves in our, in our ability to put it away. Back away. Back away. Mm. There's actually times we'll get into some stories where there's times where we've deeply regretted it on a physical, <laughs> physical level. Yeah. Um, but, so you, yeah, but go for on the, yes. the, the diet culture, like, if I speak of myself, I've done a lot of diets, but mm. it wasn't a case of, you can say I, I did it for whatever health reasons I wanted at the time. Like, yeah. so, so I think it goes also the other way, whereas sometimes, like, for me, it's a discipline thing. Like, mm. um, if I can eat, if I plan, it's not just a diet, like, if I plan to do something and I accomplish it, that's a kind of joy or, or satisfaction that I get. So, so currently I'm doing intermittent fasting, mm. which obviously science has or whatever, besides obviously looks and, but obviously like health reasons, like anti-aging and anti-inflammatory and all yeah. that. So, so, but it also becomes a kind of a, um, not too, a kind of a mental um, exercise where with actually fasting and, and with not withholding yourself from food but just having that discipline not to eat for a certain period of time so it, but i i hear you when you say that a lot of the diets and actually 90 percent of the time people that go on diets are doing it for the wrong reason mm. and also it is they are becoming really really unhappy by um whilst doing it for me i'm not really unhappy because i actually find intermittent fasting also quite flexible whereas so if I don't eat for 18 hours and yeah. I, I binge, it's fine or things like that. But but I also know that also some people eat intermittent fasting can be a gateway to mm. eating disorders. I yeah, recognize yeah. that it, it is, but as a, it, um, it depends on why you're doing it and, yeah. and what you're trying to get out of it. If you're trying to do it because you want to lose weight in a week, in a month and obviously that has negative connotations to it but if you're mm. doing it for a long period of time because of health reasons there's a lot of reasons out there but obviously in this day and age with society with the pressure to look a certain way people are taking anything they can get and thinking it's the silver bullet to changing how people perceive them and that would make them happy but obviously the core issue is that they should like you said self-love loving yourself no matter how you look and even if you want to be more healthy or look a bit better for your happiness you should do it for yourself not for everybody else no i i fully agree with you there and i think that um a lot of people unfortunately attach things like losing weight or thinness to so many diets 
Uh, and um, I think that's the issue, especially for women, because basically it teaches you that, you know, you need to strive to be thin, you must aspire to be thin, or you must aspire to have a certain body type or shape. And then you'll, you know, once you get there, you're going to be happy and um, you're going to feel more fulfilled and, and um, live a more like a better lifestyle. But that's not always the case. Um, you know, you must make decisions that benefits your body. So if you know that fasting works for you, that's okay because um, you're nourishing your body, you're making choices that empowers your body and there's nothing wrong with that. It just becomes a problem when you're constantly dieting, fasting or whatever it is that you're doing just to lose weight, to be thin. And I think um, that's the issue that many of us have with the diet culture because that's the message that's constantly been um, sold, especially to women. Like the message that, men get is like a little bit different to the message we get so um yeah yeah i think the message we get is get ripped fast abs <laughs> 60 days yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> abs, in, abs in two weeks how just uh, how to bulk up how to uh, mm. you know get big quads or whatever um yeah yeah i do yeah Hilton, it's a super good point but like also um if we look at like the what's projected right to men and to women in this case um i think the market i think what people need also need to understand that is those the diets right or is marketing right so that yeah there's a thousand different diets out there and mm. every one of them um claims that that one is the best one right uh you wake up at f- five in the morning and you run for 10Ks, and then you can eat um, two sticks of broccoli and an egg. Mm. And, um, you know, and on at the afternoon, you can drink a cup of coffee and um, have one slice of toast. And then mm. in the evening, you can eat kale as much as you want. As much as you want. Who wants to eat as much kale as they want? I don't think. I do not like. It's actually a bull bird joke. As, as much as you want, you can have as much as you want, and then you but, cry because you're but hungry. But but dreams, I, I I get you with it, and 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 a lot of it is is taking the science of like our physiology out of context and obviously using mm. it to generate income, because yeah. there's a new there's a new school of thought under um, research and scientists that. You can't have one diet that fits all. We as humans are so mm. uniquely different to each other. They're actually yeah. going out to a point, obviously most people can't afford it and there's barriers to it. Getting a DNA test and finding like which food groups that your body's best at obviously metabolizing and most energy for you, gives you most energy during the day, which doesn't um, has add to visceral fat or things like that. And I think it's all guided by money. And I know there's a lot of documentaries speaking mm. about this. Um, but I think what you need to do as a person is really, if there's a hundred diets uh, out there, and I know Megan is ignore all of them, but I'm saying like, if you <laughs> want to get healthy, and I'm not going to use the word get thin or, or look bad, I'm saying if you want to get healthier, because obviously in this day and age, obesity is a huge issue, uh, hypertension, um, heart attacks, diabetes is an issue and people are dying prematurely very unnecessary but a lot of times i also think that 
we should discern more and research more on this topic and mm. and i think we shouldn't just click on the first article and believe what they say and think this is going to make us healthier or change our lives i think yeah. i think conversations around healthy um eating habits and uh, obviously we include exercise but but we can save that for another <laughs> conversation but think we just on 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 eating habits and dieting i think that in general we just need to educate ourselves and also if we can educate others on on healthy ways to to eat to eat uh, better and obviously stay away from all those uh, comorbidities and and covid also exposed us heavily now with um, how much comorbidities how much people actually do have comorbidities and how they fell unnecessarily due to a virus such as COVID. Yeah, I think that an important stat to remember is that 95% of diets actually don't work. Mm. Um, And so when you say that, you know, one um, diet doesn't fit all, it really doesn't. Like, I don't even believe in that term. Um, I follow an intuitive way of eating. So I'm very much in tune with my body. I make choices that nourish my body. But if I feel like a, a slice of cake, for instance, I will not deprive myself and I don't see it as a bad thing. And it's weird because like if you follow um, intuitive eating as an example you, you and you really listen to your body, you'll find that you actually start craving things like spinach or kale or broccoli um, because you're really listening to the, the needs of your body and you're making choices that nourish your body. So I even try to like strip away titles like health um, or healthy eating because I believe that health is also a privilege like if I look at the communities that I grew up in um, some people don't have access to um, like gyms or they don't have access to certain food groups because it's just like way out of the price range um, so we also have to remember that health is a privilege and not everyone has access to um, foods and gyms and all of that and also going for like this DNA test and things, it's very expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I, I went for one mm. and told me to have at least six inch days a day. So I was like, oh, accurate. I mean, but who am I? So I need to listen to what the doctors say. So, I mean, fuck it. Um, but being keeping to that stick diet. But, but I hear you, uh, I hear you, Megan. Um, yeah. Uh, you see, it, it's what we have put behind those phrases, as in health and diet. We have made it a, a negative thing to mm. people. You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, um, I do. Um, and and I think it it comes down. Look, look, we we live in a very troubled and it's an understatement society. And I think conversations as happen right now is really changing the landscape. And mm. I think it's very important. The way, me personally, the way I think now is totally different to the way I thought five years, 10 years ago. Mm. And yeah. I think it's, it's, it's because of, first of all, people like you raising these issues. And obviously um, having conversations and, and letting people hear and obviously uh, internalize and, and make decisions for themselves. It's not, it's not the case of, where someone says something and we leave it all the time. I think there's a, there's a lack of uh, discernment right now where people don't sift through information and find what fits with their values or their belief systems. So, so I just think, I, I just think people, and I'm mean, use the term, what's negative, 
people should be more healthy in general if it's not eating habits if it's physical activity mm-hmm. mental health i think people should put more effort or more stock in that whereas before we've been all bombarded and actually educated wrong into what makes us happy um whether it is alcohol whether it's sugary treats if whether it's watching tv all day um it is not good on the body and what's not good for the body will ultimately become not good for the mind so i think from people like you conversations being had is very important and it has made a change and, and i i can actually even cover that i've seen the roads i'm run quite a bit and i see the roads are full of people actually just getting out walking on the beach yeah running a bit staying a bit active and even if it's not just for physical health it's good for mental health, getting out of the house not being stuck in the house yeah i mean no no i agree with you there um for instance if i don't put movement in my body i kind of like go into this mental slump and i just feel tired and like i said i follow like intuitive eating i follow intuitive and joyful movement so i understand that i need to put movement in my body every single day whether it's going for a walk uh, whether it's doing a workout at home, whether it's just putting on my headphones and dancing because it really does like change my energy. Um, if I don't do that, oh, then my anxiety is just like higher and yeah. it's just a lot that, that goes with that. So, I mean, it is important to put movement in your body, but I think that as a society, we also attach a lot of value to um, to thinness and we mm. just need to perhaps let go of that. You know, it, you shouldn't work out to punish your body or to like force your body into a shape a certain shape or size because i mean i don't only say this it's my own experiences like in the past if i maybe um over eight um let's say it was on christmas day for instance you know the next day i'd be like putting on these um like waist belts and just like working out as a means to punish my body but it shouldn't be like that you just like move because you know that there are benefits to exercising it's the same with diets as well like i've been on cleanses detoxes and it's like you said i didn't do enough research i just like went and saw oh everyone's doing um detoxing let me also like uh, jump um and like go and buy the diet or buy the book or subscribe online and then I didn't do enough research and understand like you know are there any um like are there any harmful effects of this diet like what is it going to do to my metabolism afterwards how is it going to affect my mental health etc etc so i think that before you commit to anything make sure you you do thorough research and you understand um the benefits as well as the the cons to it so how did this um the sort of lifestyle that you're living now come about you you'd obviously gone through some diets and, and been dissatisfied with them um so just take us through how to this realization or this this lifestyle came about through sort of the journey to where you are from where you were to where you are now um uh, i think i always um go back and speak about belly dancing um so i was invited to this um it's it's an arabic term which is i think it's called hafla which is a get together or party uh, so this group of ladies um they called me and they were like let's go to this uh, gathering and i had like this perception in my mind that there's going to be like these thin belly dancers and stuff we got to um it was a club what was that club in otri called close to um the pick and pay supermarket fusion fusion mm. 
I'm not sure if you guys remember Fusion, but no, it was I, like... I just, I just got flashbacks. We should get Fusion. Oh my God. I spoke about earlier, but f- five, ten years ago, I didn't... Uh, I wasn't the same person, and <laughs> I mean, it took me way back then. Oh, okay. a, yeah. I actually started to like... <laughs> Starting to feel like I was getting it alcohol poisoning, just yelling the name. <laughs> oh my god, you guys went quiet, and I was like, hmm, perhaps like we don't know. <laughs> we're, we're having flashbacks. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I went to Fusion, and the um, the party was um, being held there, and so um, the 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 dance instructor just gave a brief introduction and said like you must enjoy the afternoon, and um, she introduced the two. I think the first two dancers and out came these two voluptuous women and they were dancing so beautifully they were so graceful i just could not like stop looking at them they were so confident and they were just enjoying dancing and i was just like okay i want to get i want to like i want to join the school and i want to dance and yeah i think that um belly dancing was a catalyst um in, in terms of me discovering the body positive movement and self-love as well. But the irony is that they wouldn't teaching us these things in the class. Like, you know, you go to class and belly dancing is obviously, it's all in the core. So, um, you know, your, like your belly and things and parts of your body is being exposed. And so you have to like stare at yourself in the mirror all the time while you're dancing because there's like a whole lot of mirrors around you and you have to build confidence because when you um, go and perform at gigs or in public, it's like in front of everyone. And I mean, I just um, started to notice like the way I, um, like my thinking started to change when I like had any negative self-talk, I would immediately stop and try to replace it. I noticed that like after I started dancing, um, my posture started to change. And I think that was the, the start of my journey, but I didn't really know about body positivity and self-love at the time. Um, I was still dieting and I was still like working out like a crazy person. And then um, I think it was about three years ago, I was uh, scrolling and checking out this movement on Instagram. And I saw like all these women like posing in like bikinis and stuff and they had all kinds of bodies. And um, yeah, that's kind of like where I discovered it. And I started, you know, doing lots of research on diet culture. I was like ordering books, listening to podcasts, listening to or watching videos on YouTube. And I was like, all these unrealistic beauty standards that women have to aspire to is actually, it's not even real. Like these are messages that are constantly being sold to us. And I mean, I actually believed it because that's probably one of the reasons why I was constantly dieting and things. And so I just decided I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm actually, this is actually a form of self-harm. So yeah, I just started doing more research and um, unfortunately I don't dance anymore. But um, yeah, I just, um, I'm very happy that I discovered belly dancing and all these communities because if I didn't, I would not, um, yeah, I would still be dieting today probably. Um, <laughs> did you stop dancing because you had a case of uh, belly dancer's hip or something? Career three three injury. Brandon was actually a belly dancer, but he hurt his knee. He could have gone, gone pro. I was so close. I was so, so close. close. <laughs> so close. Tell us all this time, Brandon. Tell us all this time. <laughs> oh 
No, the school it? actually closed. So, um, oh, oh, yeah, and I just, I didn't want to go to a different school because I really liked that school because there was lots of diversity and I love the women and the sisterhood that was formed. So I haven't joined another school ever since. Maybe you start your own. Huh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Call to action. Yeah. Here you go, Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, go for it. Yeah, so Megan, um, just a quick question regarding social media and the, the pressure mm. that's put on women, especially regarding their image. Um, do you feel now that you or a lot of females or women um, are reaching out to you and seeking guidance more now than, let's say, a few years ago, two years ago, three years ago? Definitely. I mean, this movement is growing so much. I'd say that anti-diet culture is still relatively new. And especially in South Africa, like not lots of people are speaking about it here. So it's quite a lot. Or it's a lot bigger um, in different parts of um, the world. But um, yeah. in terms of body positivity and self-love, it's just booming. And I mean, if you go onto um, social media these days, even brands are implementing body positivity and self-love into the social media strategy. So you'll see them like bringing people on board to speak about different topics, which I think is amazing because I think just like as a society, we're just like sick of all these like messages being like bombarded in our faces the whole day. And people, um, just want to you know show up in the world and be magical and be real yes true. yeah and i think for, for for dudes as well um i think what's neglected is that confidence in in like a woman is the most attractive thing to to more well, i can't speak for all men but i can speak for the men i know and i'm associated with and i think I think the most important thing is confidence. Uh, I think a, a girl is super sexy. If she's just out there, this is who she is, you know, keeping it real, no fucks given type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of women are starting to recognize that as an as a really cool thing. Uh, ironically, not because dudes are finding it sexy, just because they're finding it that it's more it's healthier. But the the repercussion, I suppose, for lack of a better word, is is that that's also happening. And so you're seeing a lot of those types of conversations being had. And I think from a man's point of view, I think we, we're a little bit behind um, as compared to the women's movement mm-hmm. with regard to that positive thinking and that positive reinforcement um, about just who you are, just your body. And I'm not just talking with regard to <clears throat> um, just the body. I think this that there's an element in for men where there has to be something that you have that's a tangible thing that sets mm. you sort of whether it be like i earn a lot of money or have a really cool car or you know whatever all of those sorts of Clothes weird things yeah I, Clothes, um, yeah um and i think like the for me just from what i'm seeing is that i think men have some uh a little bit of catching up to do with regard to that the, but the problem, Remo, is that the guys haven't even started the conversation on it. That's Women, exactly that's what I was Yeah, I was just going to so, say, yeah. yeah. not even talking to each other about this. Mm. And I think it's difficult, right? It's difficult yeah. to have those conversations because um, lest we be called pussies. So, yeah. And I mean, that is, I mean, when we were younger, those were death sentences, right? Mm. Even the idea of like... Um, sort of discussing the attractiveness of another man 
So it could be a little frowned upon, like by by you know, there's a lot of macho men out there still. Mm. Um, with regard to sort of gender norms and that sort of thing, there's a lot of learning that still has to be done with regard to that as well. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a conversation, and I think it's cool that you've come on here, um, so that we can also sort of share. Um, I mean, you sharing your sort of um, your journey and your understanding of, of, of anti-diet culture and I think it's cool that that we could all share that sort of the there, sh- there are things that both men and women find um, difficult to talk about or difficult to deal with and I think an important thing is for, for dudes to also come out and say well this is how I feel about or this is when I see this dude that's ripped as fuck um, <laughs> that I, like that I feel like a little bit <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So do you do you, pal? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, but I'm I'm easy. I'm gonna have my Easter eggs because that's chilled with me. But um, yeah, and I think yeah, it comes I... under the guise of health. Uh, sometimes mm. I mean, it's and that's the difficult thing because people are like, don't you want to be healthy? But those same people have very mm. toxic traits or very unhealthy mm. mindsets. Mm. Um, yeah. So I just want to say that like social constructs are, are there to kind of like, you know, form gender roles or gender mm. norms. And men are very often taught that, you know, you must be hard and you shouldn't express yourself. Like young boys are taught, you know, cow- cowboys don't cry. And so... Um, I think it's very important for men to have these conversations because, I mean, have you guys ever struggled with, like, any body-related issues or confidence? Um, Plenty. (laughs) (laughs) See, but nobody speaks. No one speaks about these things. I think people are tired of me talking about (laughs) things. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. That's a big... Yeah, it's it's an uphill battle. But, but, But I think also... You know, um, the same way, um, I can explain this, um, the, the, the same screwed up or messed up society that obviously we're trying to change, we are also currently products of that. You mm-hmm. see where I'm coming from? So it's almost like we need to break our, our, our perceptions down first before we can actually take on this new, because if you take take even if I speak of a men's perspective, just as women felt pressure from from um, media and marketing society about a certain woman should look, men had the same pressure about what size, what type of woman they should be with. You see, I'm getting. So we, yeah. we might have felt real love to someone, but people would say no. Look at she look. Or, no, 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 you understand. But now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to victimize me. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying no, no. Things, things are. But, and then they would be like, no, rather. You understand? Same point. So we're all products of this, this toxic environment. And, and, and we all should play a role and all should be involved in changing that perception in both women and men. Um, because honestly, um, there's a lot wrong and a lot that is still wrong. People have not moved on with the times or evolved. And once again, we're thankful to the movement and women has been at the forefront of changing and having these discussions and making dramatic change in, in the way people perceive things and, and, and enforcing conversation to be had. But I feel like men should 
hang on the coattails. It's only for our better betterment of us and also our mental health. But I still feel there's a lot to kick back for, from especially men and also a lot of women with regards to these type of conversations. Uh, I, I think maybe because they're comfortable with the way things were. Uh, mm. Maybe they, they were the ones benefiting from, from that type of environment. And I think a lot of uh, openness and, and tolerance needs to add to get everyone on the same page to make things better for everyone. But I, I, honestly, I, th- I think that the only way we're going to do that, if we accept ourselves, we, that we were terrible people maybe in the past, and mm-hmm. that because that we are always trying to grow and evolve with the times and actually lose some of the guilt of the person you were and maybe the things you do. Uh, because I think a lot will don't want to change because they, they do not want to denounce what they did before. They don't want to see that they were wrong. It's almost an ego thing. So I think, yeah, I'm saying a lot. I'm speaking a lot. No, here, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that like even I have to relearn and unlearn and like I have to do exercises, not like physical exercises, mm-hmm. but like mental exercises every single day to um to work or not to work against, but to unlearn some of the, you know, these unrealistic um, beauty standards and things that I've basically been telling myself all these years. So, you know, when you start accepting the body positive, self-love or um, anti-diet movement, things don't just like magically um, occur overnight where you uh, you start loving yourself and things. Like there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, and it's daily work uh, that, you know, you need to put in. So if more people are willing to go down that road and take on their journey, then it is possible for us to live in a society where we don't attach so much value to our external beauty alone, Mm. but that we also understand... um, the power of you know being ourselves and the magic that each of us brings yeah perfect that brings us to our hilton quote of the of the day which is no look how she look okay <laughs> so <laughs> this is um <laughs> we're gonna move on to something we call a speed run right Okay. So we're going to ask you a series of questions. We want you to answer it as fast as possible. The first thing that springs to mind. Generally, <laughs> uh, we used to have Hilton on your neighbor's roof with a high-powered uh, assault rifle. Uh, <laughs> but we've gotten some word from um, people that we can't talk about that he's been decommissioned. In fact, Hilton, if you just um, just mute yourself, mute yourself um, so you can't hear us for a second... Um, this so is not actually the... myself so I could hear you. Sorry, sorry. Mute <laughs> us so that you can't hear us quickly. Okay. Shh, shh, shh. Okay. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about you. This is this is actually a clone of Hilton. But what's happened was... So he's been requisitioned re- by the government, the original Hilton. But he still thinks he's the original Hilton. So let's just keep this between us. So okay. The alternative we have Noted. here is that we've got Brandon on your roof with a series of small to medium watermelons. (laughs) (laughs) And if we are not satisfied with the spirit which you answer these questions, we're going to fuck your lounge up. (laughs) (laughs) Reeves, can I do (laughs) Okay. Look at that, that bit uh, about on your roof with with rifles, with watermelons. 
if you didn't put the rifle part near the watermelons, that would sound creepy and cringe as hell. Like yeah. mountains on your neighbor's roof. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know what? I actually used to I actually used to send people um or I used to call my friends and say that exact thing. It went a little bit differently, a little bit more like um nefarious. Anyways, uh, so we just PG'd it up a little bit for this spot. You can okay. <laughs> right? So, um, uh, and these are not organic watermelons. These, these are... <laughs> oh, fuck you. Oh, fuck your shit up. You will be, you will be cleaning up watermelon for the next two years. Okay, so let's get into it. Favorite music artist, music artist of all time. Uh, I'd say Coldplay. Coldplay, right? Favorite sad time snack. Oh God, um, maybe like a glass of wine or a chocolate. Lovely. Favorite TV show. The Office. Oh, we're gonna talk about that later. It's a secret. Summers by the Summers by the pool or winters by the fire. Oh, definitely winter by the fire. Right, and the last one, Marmite. Yes or? Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh, no thanks. <laughs> we were doing so well. We were there, but we were doing so well. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I hate Marmite as well, so it's fine. Thank it's you. Acceptable, acceptable answer. I think, it's, I, I think it's just me and the whole of Australia. No, I'm quite. A, I'm, I quite like a little bit of a Marmite. Oh, Vegemite. No, not Vegemite. Vegemite sucks, <laughs> but like Marmite's cool. Okay, so um, you you had a couple of good answers there, even although this is subjective. You know, we're gonna yeah. judge you based on these questions. <laughs> um, um, Megan, I actually have a yes. before yeah. before Rima interrupted me with some comic relief. <laughs> just a follow up about just a question what do you think the older generation's impact is on, on, on what we currently or what we discussed before where that speed run um, are you referring to so, sorry Hilton can you just uh, repeat yeah. that please um, just like like the older generation's impact who obviously yeah. were, whose values and belief system was embedded you know, obviously what we as a younger generation has pointed out as wrong or actually some of most of the older generation but there's still a lot and especially i feel i can only speak for for within my circles with people i around with where a lot of the older generation the, the parents uncles aunties neighbors or are, are people still pushing the older gender um so, so how do you mm. feel about changing or, or or the impact that they have on on obviously the youth and, and dealing with these things oh i think that a lot of the um beliefs are still um being filtered down to our generations mm. um yeah I, I definitely think it is um back in the day obviously they didn't have social media so they wouldn't go in onto twitter or instagram and speaking about um these issues there but i mean they um they were quite largely influenced by um magazine culture and things and if i speak to people who are a little bit older um or a lot older than what i am 
it's like very difficult for them to grasp um, body positivity because there's so much value attached to being thin and they still believe that that is something you should aspire to. So I can have conversations with them and, you know, I can like introduce them to the to the concepts and stuff and I can see like they're struggling with it um, because it's not something that was taught to them um, and lots of them struggled with um body dysmorphia, um, bad body, a bad body image, or perhaps they lack confidence. And um, many of them are still dieting to this day, even though they're like in their 60s. Um, so I definitely think that their belief system was um, filtered down to us, but it is up to our generation to become aware of these things and um, to make small little changes so that it can affect the generation after us. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I, just just to um, touch on that point. Sorry, uh, Hilton. Um, I think it's super important, like for us, especially our generation, um, just to enforce that upon our children and nieces and nephews, because um, I'm raising a, a daughter, um, mm. and well, me and my wife, obviously, clearly. Um, but yeah, we're raising a daughter, um, and I mean, just um, sort of not having her worry about any sort of weight issues or the how her hair is looking today and, and those type of things just enforcing be yourself be happy with yourself be happy with mm-hmm. what god has given you i think that is the most important message um and we need to keep that going so that generations further on down the line um can be happy with just being themselves and i think that's yeah. the most important message yeah no, no, yeah and i mean that the, Branded the yeah. hair thing is a legit thing in our community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my is, God. It wow. Is. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know thing. if you, yeah, it's a massive thing. I don't know if you guys mm. saw, there was an advert um, about embracing your looks, but it had people who had, um, what's that, hectochromium, like basically two different color eyes, um, albinism, albinism, albinos. Yes, that one couldn't get to the term but basically they were celebrated in their beauty um so a photographer literally took pictures of them and just said this is not the norm but just embrace their beauty yeah yeah and i think that was a cool message yeah i mean i also like went on a natural hair journey a couple of years ago because um you know growing up we were taught that um you know part of those unrealistic beauty standards was your hair needs to be straight and so even like understanding my beauty and understanding that my hair is a crown and I don't necessarily have to have it straightened. Um, I can still like rock my curls and be beautiful. I don't necessarily have to change it. Even that was like a journey for me. And I got like all kinds of comments from people, especially like the older generation. Um, but you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Well, well was one mm. of the comments, no, look how you look. Hilton 2021. <laughs> Um, okay. So, <laughs> so uh, that's just that's gonna lost. That's gonna lost. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a meme, Milton. Okay. So, could you, in like obviously this is subjective again. This is your view of a balanced, um, happy, healthy, um, woman or individual. In that's this is just your subjective sort of understanding of that. Um, sorry guys, can 
I'm not hearing um, anything. Remo? Can you hear? Can, can you hear can me? Yes, now. Okay, yes. Hello? I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. Okay, so the question was, um, again, like to, to say again, this is a, a subjective, obviously, the, the opinion that you have. Um, your idea of a healthy, well-balanced, happy individual, this is just for you. Mm. When you are feeling your best. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's definitely when I have like a proper self-love ritual and when I'm actually following it through. So, I mean, I suffer from anxiety, so I have to meditate. I have to exercise and stuff. Otherwise, it just becomes unmanageable um, and it just like spirals out of control. So um, part of my self-love um daily ritual is making sure that I meditate, making sure that I um, have positive affirmations, um, making sure that I put movement in my body, um, making sure that I have mantras that I constantly remind myself of throughout the day. So that is how I show up as, as I guess, a more balanced person. Um, but of course, that ritual can be very different for someone else because you have to find a recipe that works for you. So that's like part of, of what works for me. Okay. And did you find that like the COVID, because this is obviously a big change personally for me, it was, uh, it did affect, you know, my mental health and those sort of things. Um, did you find that being in the, that situation where you were sort of in indoors, you couldn't exactly go out there and do the things you normally do? Uh, yeah. Were things that you had to then change up and... Did you, was there any struggles with that, you know? Gosh, it was, it was very, very difficult for me. I mean, I am introverted, so I do love and enjoy my own space. But um, it is important for me to connect with other individuals. Um, so I really struggled because obviously I couldn't like go wine tasting. Um, I couldn't go out and then also just like going out it's just not the same anymore like there's so many things you have to be conscious of like putting your hand sanitizer uh, make sure you wear a mask and then just like walking into a shopping center for instance it's not the same anymore like you constantly have to sanitize your hands you have to make sure that um you know you stay like one and a half meters apart from the next person so yes you know it does um impact your mental health there were days where I was just like, you know what, I'd actually just like to sleep. But I know that if I'm going to do that, it's just going to put me into like a darker, depressive hole. So I try to create some kind of routine um, during lockdown, um, even though it's like I don't enjoy video calls that much because I like to see someone in front of me i want to see like all angles of their face and stuff i don't just want to be looking at someone <laughs> through a screen all the time so um yeah I, I did miss like meeting up with people and stuff but i mean we also have to take into account that those um lockdown regulations and rules were put in place to protect us to um to protect our very fragile health center or health facilities um, so, you know, we, we can all just do what we can. And I just try to um, stay indoors, but it definitely had an impact on my mental health. Yeah, most of chance. You, do you guys have any, how was the, well, I know, but for the people out there, how was your, how did you guys deal with the COVID situation? Since we're speaking about, you know, health in the general, in the sense. Like, I think it, it, it 
it hits everyone differently and at different times. Um, and there's a lot of outside factors that people don't take into consideration. Um, whether it's just you working from home um, or your kids were at home while the pandemic was in its prime or peak. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of tough. I mean, mm. there are times when it's your anxiety levels go up, causing with even more health issues and physically health issues. Um, so, yeah, it's been tough. But, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get through it. Nice. I think with me, look, I have a very adaptive personality. I adapt Self-regulates. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. But, but for, me it was, for me, it was totally... It was a d- different experience for for one main reason that I got married a week before lockdown. Aww. So I just Sweet. moved in with... Congratulations. <laughs> so the first three months was actually just like a, 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 a stay home, a staycation, a honeymoon. Yeah. Um, so, so, so the adapting to, to married life kind of was the, the challenge, not the challenge, but the new thing, the priority. Um, but then obviously, you see, no, when normal people get married, you go to work after a week or so and then come back and obviously spending that time with, with one person's house I had its challenges, but I think it was more challenging for my wife <laughs> than for me. But, Facts. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so it, was, it, it, it was tough, but I think later on when the fatigue <laughs> they call it COVID fatigue happened. I think yeah. that me more than it's just that things were not easing up because remember when we started there were like three weeks lockdown and go back to normal and then it was uh, another three months and then just that anxiety of will things go will things go back to normal if it, if ever and I don't think we will ever go back to normal I think this has changed our generation for for, for as like for, for for the future to come. But uh, I think uh, the positive side is I had a lot of introspection, got, got time alone in yourself. You got to revisit passions that you hid away in your drawer before because you never had time and now you had time at home. Hey, 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 this is a family show. <laughs> I, did I not say I was newly married? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal now. It's legal now. <laughs> but, but really, uh, uh, there's a lot of things that, like I started a garden, Woodwork. Um, I read up on, on a lot more things that I couldn't have time for before. Um, so things like that. So there is positive side to it. We are got to like do a spring clean of the mind <laughs> mm. and, and re-prioritize things in your head. And I'm different person. I think I'm better because of it. That's a positive side. But in the negative side, obviously, people have lost loved ones. There's spaces missing in people's lives. Um, there's the anxiety around all the things you must think of before doing simple things like just going to the shop you can't just walk out and go to the shop you have to worry about what you're going to wear sanitize how full it's going to be so that type of anxiety is obviously all built up across the time but at least now we have a little bit of 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 freedom i i was so happy when they allowed that um, that you could exercise outside i ran almost every day because that was my break and to get some endorphins in the body going so relatively it it was fine and obviously i lost my father during covid so that was heavy beginning of this year hmm. so that was first that experience about losses and 
and yeah. obviously dealing with that so it's it's actually a mixed bag of for me personally emotions and also of dealing like we were for this is the, the COVID forced us to deal with a lot of things and yeah. as I say I'm stronger because of what happened in from the positive and the negative stuff but damn it's been a ride and hopefully it's mm. yeah. what a year what a year it's actually been a year which is crazy mine was a bit of a garbage yeah. fire so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah I mean that's a super important point Dilton that we I mean <clears throat> you can make it you can turn those things into positives if you just mm. sort of being cognizant of that and that again speaks to um, exactly the types of things you know I was on Instagram page today looking at uh, like a lot of the posts you brought up and a lot of it was um, just being aware like, and I think that's super important being aware that oh yes people are always going to be flawed and, and just keep trying to um, to move forward and move forward in a positive way and I think the mechanisms that you mentioned earlier um, is something that I mean a lot of people can learn from and I hope that people listening to this um sort of take that and sort of modify it for their own needs which is because I mean everybody's going to be different um, yeah. but I do think being the first step is being aware that um, there are certain things that you should look at if you want to be living a little bit of a healthier lifestyle mm. uh, yeah, should have the COVID thing What's the thing? Have you heard me now again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just for a second forgot about COVID, Rebo. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, my guy, but I just I had a breakthrough this weekend. Uh, mm. So, like with regard to COVID, because uh, I also have some anxiety issues. When I say some, I mean a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot, yes. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, um, I actually went out away on a weekend because of Hilton's birthday. And. Hilton is not great with that sort of thing. If you don't come to his birthday parties and stuff, he shows that was a bit of a bitch fit. You you started that Rima. <laughs> come on, you needed the weekend away more than me. Come on. I started that. We do not want to get into this. But I missed one birthday and you nearly disowned me. So come on. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that there. No? <laughs> Yeah, and so I mean, the, the <laughs> people are coming. <laughs> Yo, you son of a. People are <laughs> coming to like these fears that people are now going to face, right? Getting out there again. Um, that was like, yeah, it's a, some. These are these are going to be small battles. It seemed maybe small to others. Uh, was big to me, um, and so I think also another message out there is to be aware of your neighbor. When I say neighbor, I mean that in the biblical sense. Um, that everybody's journey and everybody's sort of battles are going to be different. And so something that you could take for granted uh, could be quite a, a big deal to the other person. Alright, shall we do something to lighten the mood? <laughs> are you really yeah. vegan? I am. I, just I don't think I'm ready. No, I, uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah. You all, you all need to get ready. <coughs> because it's going to be. Because oh, it's a contest. It's a, it's a contest, right? Okay. Okay. I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to give a movie quote. These are pretty. Some of them are going to be pretty obscure, right? So. And I. I want you all to so tell me what. You're going to make us look bad right now. Yes. 
So I want you to <laughs> all of you give me your buzzer. What is your buzzer gonna be, Megan? I'll just uh, say I. I'm gonna you guys. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a buzzer. I'm gonna give you a buzzer. Yours is gonna be kookaroo. Okay. I'll say the opposite of I. Okay. Hilton, what's yours gonna be? Um. That, that okay. was my. I was gonna get. <laughs> sorry, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. What's yours gonna be? Um. Let's see. Okay, Brandon, you can have that one. No, I'll whistle. By the way. No, you need to be better whistler. No, gonna whistle. Brandon, I want used to. I want used to be. That's hate water. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> what water? Taz hates water. Taz okay. hates water. Taz. Taz. Oh, Taz. Oh, from what? Oh, Luke. <laughs> Captain Tasmania. Okay. <laughs> Alright, yours is going to be what? Give us a bit of whistle at least then. Might not just be. Ahoy! Okay. Okay. Cool. Alright, alright. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Migra, are you ready? I am. Yeah. You want to do a couple <laughs> of stretches? Nervous. You want a couple of stretches? <laughs> Guys, I don't know any movies, so. <laughs> Well then, you know what's gonna, gonna be bad. You know what? <laughs> so you're just gonna get all of them wrong, and there's nothing wrong okay. with that. It's fine. We'll just right. judge you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Number one. Listen to me, you piece of shit. You are floating, and I'm about to flush your ass. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> don't don't Google. Brandon is only gonna get. Frozen Moana review. <laughs> That's the only ones I'm gonna get. Legit. Uh, that, that's a no. I don't know. Okay. Um, maybe maybe Megan knows. Megan? No, I don't. I don't. Do you wanna um tell us what movie it's from? It's from Hackers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Okay, this is an easy one, guys. Okay. Get everyone. What do you mean, everyone? I said everyone! What? Uh. <laughs> we all bad, guys. <laughs> we suck at this. <laughs> you know what? I was taking all his favorite yes. quotes and asking Yeah. Say, of course. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> so... Ribo, tell us. It's from the professional. <laughs> Jean Renault. Jean Renault, yes. And okay. that's um, yeah. When he, when in the thing and he says get everyone, all those people like storm. With a the, young Natalie Portman. Yes, yes, correct, correct, correct. Good movie. Didn't remember that's, the quote. That's a hell. That's a hell of a movie. Okay, next one. <laughs> what could be bad guys? Eh? Actually, Remo's a terrible I, th- I think we could, but Remo is the Remo's the problem. That's it. <laughs> okay, I'll give you. Maybe I'm gonna give you the easiest one. Okay. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Is this Telemundo? Sandra Telemundo. It's not your fault. 
wait, what wait, wait. Question: okay. Are you repeating? Are you repeating the? It's not your fault, or do they say it's not your uh, fault? I think times? I know which. Um, <laughs> go I for it, Megan. Let's go. Uh, what you Is it goodwill? Goodwill hunting. That is correct, Megan. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't One. count. One winner, winner. Remo, it doesn't no. count. She didn't Real go my friend. Do. She didn't go cuckoo doodle do. Do it quickly. <laughs> do it quickly. Do it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I did miss it. Now you are right. I forgot. No, but then you had a chance to say yours and say it. So she still said Google and do it afterwards. I'm gonna accept yep. the point. No, no. Right. Except I, I, I didn't know it. I didn't the wrong answer. This game okay. is like whose line? Whose line is it anyway? The points really don't matter. No, don't say that. Yeah, Megan won that bad point. Fans quiver. All right, congratulations. Quad, quad rockets. I'm just upset. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Is it more, Rebo? Yes. <laughs> you embarrass us more. Okay. All I have in... Okay. All I have in this world is my balls and my work. I don't break them for no one. Um, what was mine again? Ahoy! Yeah. Actually, I don't know what the movie is. I think it's... <laughs> just based on your... Just based on your, your, your accent, it could be Scarface. That is correct. What a guess. <laughs> what okay. a guess. Right. Right. And that concludes. Okay, wait. There's a, a tiebreaker that has to happen. So the next point. And if I get it, it's another tie. Oh. One each. Three ones. Yeah. So there's going to be a two points, right? Okay. So if you get it, I'm you win, Milton. Yes. Oh, it's just from behind. Oh, like everything to play What if there's more of those monkeys up at that lab? Next thing you know, the monkeys is taking over the world and fashioning it in their, in, in their image. And then only all the only those of us who are super sparked like me will bitterly cry. Damn yous. Damn yous all the hell. Yo, I know this one. Um, that's, not actually, that's not actually a good, like 100% quote, but you get the idea. It's heck, no? Not at all. Uh, yo. Not pulling one out of the, the fire today. Planet of the Apes. I'm joking. That's actually cack man that you're saying that. Because you're so close, Planet. <laughs> Rise of the Planet of the Apes. No. <laughs> Kong. No. no. One more. War of the Planet of the Apes. Think more. Uh, out of the box. Out of the box. <laughs> Is it that? Does it have a box? Treasure planet. <laughs> no. No. That's fine, Rim. I'm out of Yeah. Giant Bob Strike back, but it was a parody on the on the the apes thing. Oh, okay. No, okay. 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 Uh, last one, guys. Last one, and we're recording the tie because we have to move on. Yeah, this is this is like actually forever because we are no. so bad at it. Yeah, we're not we're not coming with the energy because I think we're all nervous, but <laughs> being so bad. <laughs> Just when you th when you th when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I know this movie. All men should know this movie. I don't know this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? 
<laughs> Why do we give all men one when when Megan's also competing? Yeah? Because mm, that's un- it's an unfair advantage. Okay, cool. If they don't get this, I'm gonna make it a hella, hella woman's quote. Then do it. I'll I, okay, I, I don't get it. There. Yeah. Get anyway, what, what's the name there. of this movie? The Godfather. Oh. Uh, before my time, King Ajoy, Rima. It's before everybody's time, you take it. It's one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> I know. Let's go. Okay. Whatever. You're a virgin and you can't drive. Um. <laughs> yeah. Is it Mean Girls? No. Ah, uh, man. Was that a cuckoo? Um, I'm not sure if it's from. Um, is it not from White Chicks? No. Uh, okay, really bad. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's. I don't know. No, I don't know. Clueless. Oh man. I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna give it away now. Yeah. I'm just gonna give it away. He doesn't even go here. What? He doesn't even go here. Oh, you're giving real difficult ones. This is a <laughs> meme. This is legitimately a meme. Can someone get this right so we can end and end my music? <laughs> my personal music. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, no I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the unthinkable. Uh, Megan, you can have my point, you are the winner. Well done. <laughs> well done, Megan. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> I, I didn't have a point to give. If I, I had a point to give, I'd have given it. <laughs> I like how I had a said, point to give, I'd have given it. I like how he's so dramatic. He's like, I'm gonna do the unthinkable. <laughs> It's the unthinkable. Uh, that was not Mean Girls, by the way. There's actually a fucking meme with that dude with the, you know, the with the... One, the easy one would have been like, you can't sit here or something like that. Or yeah. Like, okay. nah, Do you want to pull the snowman? Oh, God. Oh, you guys are the worst. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. O- officially. You're the worst. Okay, let's move on. I have a question for Megan. Um, okay. Regarding your podcast that you have uh, going. Yes. Conversations with women of color. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about that uh, particular podcast. How did you start with that? Uh, when did it start? Um, yeah, and, and what type of guests do you got, like, have on besides women of color, is it? Businesswoman. It, it's only know. woman of color. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, weird if it wasn't. Huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I um, started a podcast with one of my closest friends, uh, Danusha, last year. Um, so we always used to send each other voice notes, really long voice notes, and speak about um, different issues that affect uh, women of color or. Um, issues that you know we we face on on a daily basis and then oh, i think it was last year in august or september we were just like hey let's start a podcast so there wasn't like 
um a long like lead up to that point we just like randomly decided we're going to start a podcast i think we um had like one or two strategy strategy sessions and decided how we're going to structure the podcast what type of guests we want to feature and then we just started and and basically conversations with women of color it's just um a podcast by women of color for women of color and it's just a platform where um women get to share their stories that are perhaps a bit more relatable because there are some stories that I just can't relate to because we all have different upbringings. We all grew up in, you know, in different cultures, et cetera, et cetera. So we just wanted, um, you know, we wanted to launch a podcast where women of color can just listen to our various stories um, so that it can be relatable and hopefully um, they can be inspired by it. And we feature some really powerful women um from geez we've interviewed um influencers we've interviewed tech journalists um we've interviewed uh food and wine writers um people who specialize in hair we've um, spoken about self-care body positivity so many um different topics and yeah we at the moment because both of us have quite a busy schedule we can only um launch uh, one um, episode per month but I think from April that's going to change and we're going to be um, adding more episodes to our podcast nice well definitely be checking those ones out where can they find those podcasts uh, so it's available on most um, major platforms like Spotify um, Anchor I don't know what people with iPhones use is it like iTunes, iTunes um, so yeah, yeah it's available yeah, it's available on all major platforms. Um, you can just search for Conversations with Women of Color and um, you'll see all the episodes uh, loaded there. Yeah, we'll also put the, the put that in the description of this cool. podcast. Great. Any, any, yeah. um, any standout guests that you've had that you've really, or conversations to add on, on, on various episodes that you might, that you think were quite cool if... If you were talking to someone on the street, like a gateway into into the into the whole podcast, what would be your favorite um, episode? Or what would you advise? Which which guest? Um, gosh, I don't like choosing a favorite because I find that I I kind of like um got value and inspiration from each episode. But I think um one of the episodes that was most impactful for me was um our interview with Divya um from Amazi Beauty and she basically um spoke about you know the beauty industry um she spoke about like how people of color need to stop saying things with like we need a seat at the table where um those seats weren't really or those tables that weren't really built for people of color um so she just speaks about you know how we should um set up and kind of like build our own businesses or set up our own tables and um she speaks about how women um like how they face so many challenges from having uh accessibility to finance to getting support um from other entrepreneurs and i think um some of the things she mentioned in there was the importance of 
uh, investing in yourself. And I think, yeah, that that episode had the most impact um, on me. I think afterwards I actually went to purchase a course and, um, yeah, I always listen to it because I love her teachings. But then I also find that, like I said, I draw inspiration from each um, episode. There's something in there. Um, so whether you want to listen to self-care um, or uh, the food and wine industry, there's something for everyone. Cool. Um, this thing I do raise it now. Actually, raise up another question to ask earlier that I forgot. Um, to me personally, obviously my opinion, I, f- I feel like there's a disconnect between men and women with with regards to those type of conversations. It almost feels like we we expecting our separate struggles. Yeah. Um, whereas there's lots of points for us where we can assist each other, and I think we all should first of all. Start bringing um, the the, the oh, don't lack of a better word, really bad word. Some from the other team, really, to get perspective. And also, there's lots of things we can learn from each other through um, through those discussions. Because I, I, I do feel a sense I might be wrong. Hopefully, I am wrong. That there's kind of two the struggles, as you say, the woman of color or woman in general's um, mm. struggle, and then obviously the the, the previously disadvantaged men struggle. Whereas I feel we're all in the same landscape that obviously have different challenges we're dealing with, but there's certain areas where we can obviously assist each other. But I feel, I, I feel there's a disconnect and I feel that that's, that somehow we can improve both our, both situations. And what I'm, I'm speaking like that and I don't seem like there's two teams or two div- I'm just saying that I feel there's, there's really, a, there's a need for, for conversations between um, women who are going through certain stuff and men also. Um, how do you feel? Am I right? Am I wrong? I do not get this feeling. Um, I, I don't want to like say you're right or you're wrong, but I do hear you. Um, mm-hmm. I just sometimes feel as if um, women sometimes do face more challenges, especially as being black women in South Africa, we face um, different challenges. Um, there are some challenges that we can all relate to that are the same. But um, there are some ways in which women are facing even more challenges than men are because the world wasn't built for women. Mm. It was built for men. And, um, yeah, I just feel like we have more challenges. But I do hear what you're saying, and I think it's important that we have conversations where men can come in and women and that we can see how we can support each other. Um, Who knows, maybe in future we'll have um, men on our show as well because um, I do feel that, you know, men also need to share their experiences. And I think that's why what you're doing right here, like your podcast it brings and it adds so much value in that landscape because lots of the times men don't really want to speak about these issues. They don't want to make themselves um, vulnerable. You know, they don't want to appear as soft or um, or any other terms um, that they are labeled as. But I think that what you're doing right now is important. Yeah. Um, just on that. Agreed. Yeah. I, I agree fully. What I wanted to say was... Um, I feel that uh, men should be in the conversation not to raise their issues, to actually, we are part of an environment that needs to change, uplift. Oh, Do you understand? Okay. Kind of, yeah, yeah, sorry, that. I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the point I'm trying to come with, because at the end of the day, we just, as we part of the problem, we part of those challenges you're talking about, and we need to be involved so that we first of all, 
can, can introspect and see obviously how how we add to the problem and obviously mm. how we can add to the solution going forward. I think that's that's the type of conversations I'm talking I'm I'm talking about and for, and it goes both ways um, in in that way because so, I think that because uh, obviously as you said it's much more for women and if the status quo remains men might just carry on and just worry whereas we should actually be part of that change. But are men gonna listen to women? That's what I'm saying. Men must. That's what I'm saying. That that was that's first the first that's the first problem right now is that we are not open because we sometimes we okay with the status quo because mm. benefiting us. But but obviously, yeah. and I think with with um, women raising their voices and and speaking about uh, the landscape and the way our disenfranchises women mostly, men needs to hear that and men needs to needs to realize that it's not fair and that's not the way things should be. And then once they open to that, they should be open to those conversations. But obviously, as you guys are trailblazers right now, breaking down those walls. But I feel that there are men that are open. And obviously, those men should speak to other men or obviously enlighten them with regard yeah. to those issues. But yeah. I, I feel like if if if, if uh, men are excluded, they're just going to carry on with the status quo and not really change much. Whereas those conversations and where we can relate to the women or not relate but have that understanding of the plight of women especially women of color i think hmm. men needs to hear that and needs to see that that change needs yeah to happen. yeah so I, th- I think that um sorry Rima, do you want to no, go first go, no you go for it go for it um i think that like there are so many topics that women want to discuss with men for instance um rape culture and just like that like um that feeling that we get when we're around men like if you're alone with a guy in an uber in a lift in the office wherever like women don't feel safe um rape culture for instance most men they're not comfortable they don't want to um, always speak about these issues so i always ask myself like is it a woman's duty to go there and like speak to him like is he gonna listen wouldn't he be more prone to listening if a guy spoke to him first and you guys have that conversation and then we kind of like join forces and say okay let's let's speak about rape culture in south africa for instance Mm. let's speak about how men objectify a woman's body etc etc so yeah but i think we need to be educated also man you understand if i'm gonna speak to another man because I, i i honestly cannot put myself in a woman's shoes like what you express, feeling unsafe in the Uber, feeling unsafe in the Lyft. And I feel, and I'm happy for women that, that speaks that and, and explains that. And that's why I'm a bit more open to to discussing this and discussing with, with, with other men. But I think that's, uh, men are, <laughs> I don't yeah. use the word, men are trash, but I mean, uh, somehow they, we need to, uh, men need to speak to women around these things and, and honestly just listen and I don't know. It's I think there's, there's definitely, like, just going back to what you're saying, I think the current state right now feels very much like us versus them um, mm. in that sense. I mean, let's, keep, let's, let's, let's be realistic about where we are right now, right? And a very important point you just brought up is the rape culture. And the advent of the Me Too movement, when it was really starting to, uh, to, to take take uh, hold in, in, in South Africa so an explosion of and especially the men are trash thing so an explosion 
on social media of many women going back and forth with regard to what the term minotrash meant right mm. and so i saw so many people saying well is your husband trash is your boyfriend trash is your brother trash and not understanding that it's an overarching statement to bring awareness to a particular thing right number one the second thing is that we need to understand in like Hilton was saying there was so much education that came out of that particular thing that I 100% changed my perception of what I saw as harassment or what I saw as making somebody uncomfortable and I think we men are we grow up um, with the thing of pursuing right and yeah. this whole idea of that yes means no you know she's nah she's just playing hard to get or she's mm. nah she's still keen and you know and things like asking for consent to doing this even like if we, let's think about movies like let's say in the 90s Hilton and I spoke about this a while back mm. if we were to put a scene in a movie whereby a guy was asking for consent in fact I found a few scenes with us that person that man was portrayed as like a bit of a like nerd or like a bra that sort of doesn't know what he's doing and in the scene the woman would say yeah just get on with it type of vibe right and so it perpetuates mm. that type of thinking and then and like you said earlier it's difficult for men to have this converse, conversation it's difficult because we if you really look at the, your actions and previously all of us mm. we've done it like all mm. of us have done it if you're at a certain yeah. age you've done it like and you know you're thinking back and i actually made a status that at that time to say like if there was anyone that i made inadvertently made and feel uncomfortable or made made them feel unsafe that i would i have to apologize for that because we're not aware of it right and if you think about just the physical like you were saying you know you there's a dude you and a dude in an uber and this guy is stronger than you and bigger than you and can overpower you and just on a very primal level that's a scary thing right mm. so um and i don't think enough men have taken responsibility for that um yeah. and it's difficult because they see it taking responsibility as admitting to something like that is like i'm not gonna say that oh, i'm not gonna admit that i'm uh, this type of person because it's really difficult to do that i'm not gonna mm. admit that i had um i made some some girl walked away from an exchange with me feeling lesser than feeling scared feeling like she had got gone through some trauma right but i think the first step is for us to look at that look at it in the context in which it happened right and correct it and that's the only for me the only way i know to go forward is to be more mindful of that in the future but you cannot get to that point unless you admit that it happened and that you have been you have been a perpetrator of that yeah Rim's like yeah I'd yeah you can go Megan no I was just um wanted to say that there has to be some kind of accountability um you have to hold yourself accountable um and then it's very important to have those conversations and then also just like not only with 
with men but with women as well because I'm sure there are um, things to speak about on, on both sides. Yeah, and I think it's really important for for both for the conversation to be of a sober mind, right? Um, because again, both parties have have committed s- some sort of you know act where the communication breaks down. Because I've seen from women's side as well, where there are men that have come into the scenario and just asked a question, right? For because they wanted to understand. Um, and they were wholeheartedly attacked, right? Because mm. and I understand that there's anger, and yeah. that there's a level of of mistrust, right? Especially when you're having that conversation. Um, but for me, when somebody has a platform, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. It's like to educate and to say, okay, dude, I understand why you're thinking, or so just trying to, you know, see the other side, and then say, but this is why, and these, this is the way you made us feel. And, and trying to get a positive result from it as opposed to like just sl- throwing it at like sorts of insults and saying you don't understand you'll never understand because I actually witnessed sometimes when, when a man was like well I want to understand mm. please explain to me and I think that they were hurt and they were angry and they weren't in the right frame of mind to give that explanation and so it's almost sad to watch that break down and that person leave without any sort of clarity and everybody's just angry and and so there's nothing tangible and positive that came from that so, so what you're saying is that men shouldn't be shut out of the conversation yeah and there's two part, parts right men shouldn't be shut out of the conversation but they should come to the conversation willing to listen and yeah. willing to to take in and willing to take responsibility for what they for for even if they made somebody feel that way, and they answer, they have to understand that in various scenarios there is a power dynamic that is in play, that mm. is just nature, um, and like I'm friends with a lot of very powerful and independent thinking women, right, and for them, right to say to me that they, were, they felt in a situation with some person or some dude where they felt vulnerable affects me. Because when I see this person and when I speak to this person, this is a capable, powerful woman that doesn't take shit. Mm. Right? And she's telling me that she was in a situation where she didn't feel that way. That, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I so, think every woman's felt that way at like some point in mm. in your life. Like, yeah, it it happens to everyone. Yeah, mm. and so a lot of men won't necessarily have felt that, right? As a man, um, you don't uh, you don't feel like uh, threatened by another man often, even if the man is bigger than you, right? Or stronger than you, you don't feel threatened that he's going to take something from you, for the most part, right? I mean, talking about in general sort of interactions with other men, and so it's difficult for them to understand that feeling, right? Um, and so, the conversation what Hilton and both you and Hilton mentioned mm-hmm. is when you're bringing that conversation to them, is to make them understand that particular part. 
but which is but difficult dreams, for them to get that. Yeah. But my dreams, I think your first part that you said is, is right. I think a lot of men, like even myself, if I must think back to things I've did or things I've said back in the day, it's actually quite disgusting with uh, yeah. the mindset that I've had now, seeing that I've been it's educated. It's actually fucking cringeworthy, yeah. You, you, you understand my point? So, so, <laughs> so it's difficult for people to to acknowledge that they were a terrible person back then. Do you understand my point? Yeah. And, and even even of, now it's difficult. Yeah. Even now, instead of yeah, even yeah. If, instead of acknowledging it, right? They they are they rather shove it away and and try to normalize or, or try actually do the opposite and start attacking women that they took it that they're speaking and they didn't, and we all know the accusations that come <coughs> about, yep. um, afterwards. Just go into so, any yeah. WhatsApp group with just dudes. Yeah. Any WhatsApp, it's, it's a f- it's it's insane, and like so, and it's still now saying everything I've said now, right? It's still now a massive sort of conversation or argument or back and forth in any sort of WhatsApp group like that. If you were to say as a man, dude, why are you sending us this porn or this <laughs> and this weird shit? Like, you know, people said weird shit in dudes groups. So they said different kinds of weird shit in women's groups, but... Um, <laughs> and and sometimes I've seen dudes get uncomfortable, right? Um, and it's not received well. It's 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 seen as like a locker room of type of sorts, and like why are you making us feel cuck about this? Why are you why are you exposing us? You're not one of us. Like you're taking their side, that kind of thing. So it's super difficult for a dude. But it has to be done. You have to mm. have the courage to say those things or nothing is going to change. Because if you look at those things, that could be your wife, that could be your sister, that could be your mother. They've all experienced it. So if you, I think if dudes look at it from that perspective, they should be trying to get better. But we still get it. We still get weird shit coming away. Yeah, yeah but as I said, Remo, we're still products of this horrible and it's gonna take relearning um, uh, reanalyzing yourself and and educating yourself because you know, maybe you should take the same approach you did with post uh, party with the truth and reconciliation and hmm. and just come out everyone to say and just say what they did acknowledge what they did take some accountability for it and just get it out because I think a lot of the negativity especially from the men's side is coming from not wanting to accept or acknowledge that what they did before was wrong so I think maybe some I don't know something like that I'm not the expert yeah. now to deal with <laughs> with these type of things yeah I think from from the other side then it has to be also because they also fear the repercussions of that right mm. because like like I was saying earlier the are people that were hurt and they aren't dealing with it the gr- in the greatest way, which is, I mean, to a certain extent, fear. And so, you, you, I think a big thing is you coming out and saying that, right, and saying, you know, I acknowledge these things, and still being met with a, oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that, that, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's easier said than done, I suppose. Yeah, I yeah um, might get defensive or something. Exactly. And uh, so that's also, yeah, it's, it's a very difficult subject to, impact, uh, to, to unpack. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it is. We should but, thanks to, but thanks to people like Megan for putting out, because honestly, it's adding to the education of, of, of people, um, empowering women to speak up, empowering men to open up their minds. And I think it's very it's vital the work that you do, uh, uh, Megan, with, with regards to this type of conversation. I think it's really important. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I mean, different. it's not always easy, but um, I think it's needed right now. Yeah. yeah, and also to just the last thing on this, uh, I think it's important for guys to acknowledge that it's not going to change overnight. Um, yeah. That behavior is not going to change. Mine hasn't changed like 100%, right? There's still times where you like have some sort of weird fucking thing that you say or do or think or whatever. Um, I'm not that weird, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like you see a girl and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I say that out loud because that's fucking weird. <laughs> but like, wow. but you think, oh, imagine I did that though. That's fucking weird though. Like, a, what's that um, classic boulders type thing? But yeah. The cat calling. The cat call, yes, the cat calling. So. I actually don't think I've ever cat called in my life because uh, mm. I feel you need a level of attraction to do that. But, oh, well, I felt. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's. There are some weird shit, and even when we're talking to dudes at prize and stuff, uh, the the level of, or the, the lack of education is sometimes a little astounding. Uh, so yeah, there's a long way to go, like we, like we yeah. said. So, and I think that continuously having these conversations and continuing to have like an open forum where there's um, a safe space to have it, to talk about things, it has to happen and has to increase. So definitely, yeah, um, to echo Hilton's sentiment, it's, it's a cool thing that you're doing that. Cool. What else? I think we actually need to decompress. I think we actually need to decompress from that a little bit. Yeah. Um, because that was uh, quite a, a heavy thing for everybody to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that people, I would actually advocate people to maybe pause the the, the podcast for a little bit and just have a, a five minute think about exactly where you fit into that into the conversation and where you are in that scenario and just uh, mull on that for a bit. And while you do that, um, we will have a sh- quick commercial break from our sponsor. Almost like we have one <laughs> insert sponsor title year. Yeah. Insert sponsor insert sponsor title year. Okay. Uh, is, is lightness okay, before we finish light up, um Megan? Yeah. Besides all this uh, content you produce and conversations you have and you start the podcast, the Instagram page, what do you do for fun? Like what what makes you happy? What uh what what puts a smile on your face? What what silly things amuses you? Can you just tell us more about the lighter side of, of Megan Richards? <laughs> um 
I really love um, spending time with my loved ones. So, um, like going wine tasting, not just eating out. Like I love food and wine. I'm obsessed with it. And I just like the the experience of eating out. I obviously don't do it as often as I used to. Um, but I really love um, like just, you know, going out, having dinner or lunch or breakfast. So it doesn't really matter as long as there's food involved. Um, and I love listening to music like this. I'm not limited to any genre. Um, I listen to like rap, um, like hip hop, R&B, just like all genres of music. And yeah, I just like convert the kitchen into like a dance floor. Just play my music and dance. Um, so that's when I feel like most f- like free and liberated. Um, yeah. Mm. Wine tasting, you say? Really? Yes. I love wine tasting. Why? You think it's pretentious? <laughs> <laughs> Because my experiences initially with that particular thing <laughs> annoyed me, right? Mm. And so everybody's like, mm, yes, I can. I was like, fuck off, dickheads. <laughs> so it's just like, it, it sour things for me. And like, I'm just not into it at all. He's so actually yeah. insulted when I invite him to wine tasting. He gets insulted. That's why I don't invite him anymore. Really? He's insulted like, He's like, what doing the weekend? No, we're going wine tasting. Then, then he's like upset with me. No, I, but I, you I know what, I'm, I'm a, I'm in, a little In his defense, <laughs> I don't like hanging around with a wine snob. Like someone who just like, like... I mean, I have been invited to tastings and stuff. I used to do like... I used to do quite a lot of it um, for my like my page and stuff back in the day, but I don't do that much of it anymore. But I mean, um, they are like wine snobs that can easily like turn it into this like very formal, serious thing, and it just like takes the fun out of it. But yeah. I don't know. I just I just I guess I hang out with people that they're not like wine snobs. They just love having a good time and um, they just love enjoying the wine and the food. Yeah, so I think it also comes from the fact that I've done a lot of like the things I enjoy are very, I suppose, could be construed as pretentious. Yes, eclectic avenue. Yeah, I have eclectic <laughs> tastes, you know. Okay, what do you like doing? I like like literature a lot mm-hmm. and poetry and you know. Sp- Spoken word and such. Okay. And <laughs> there's nothing oh, wrong with God. that. Like yeah, so I, 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 I know. Like? But it's you know it's something that you you bound to encounter a couple of decades. You know, <laughs> um, it's coming the because <laughs> if you go, if you've ever if anybody's ever been to a spoken word thing or anything of that nature, yeah. um, you know that it's super eutomous. And you can mm. sense some motherfucker coming up there and being like, I'm the deepest dude that has ever graced God's green earth. You know, <laughs> I have something to say. And I'm about to say it. And everybody mm. else is thinking, you should shut the fuck up, actually. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so my nature generally is to sort of rebel against those, that sort of thing. My education lies there also, so I, I'm not a big fan. And uh, So everybody has their hang-ups. 
I'm a relatively dramatic person, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Because I dislike oh it. But I'm also like, you know, I'm a complicated person. As mm. we all are. Brandon, yeah. in fact, has an album of spoken word uh, poetries that he's releasing in late 2022. Yeah. It's entitled, <laughs> Catch Me If You Can, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All the poems. My life is so busy after this podcast. Like I, have, I have a DIY channel going. It's happening. All the podcasts are accompanied by his daughter playing the Jamaican steel drums. It's actually beautiful. She doesn't actually know how to play them. So she just fucking whacks it. But it's, it's beautiful. And if you don't think it's beautiful, you don't know art. Okay, <laughs> so it's gonna be available in 2022, everybody. So that you can pre-order in 2021, uh, 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 late 2021, I suggest you do so. Cool. So let's talk about your love of the office because this is for me an amazing topic. Why? <laughs> I just like oh, for, the. I like the. Which which version first? American or British? Uh, American. Don't say anything. You're being a snob, Rimo. You're being a snob. No, 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 no. no. My follow-up question. Have, <laughs> follow-up. have you watched? Have you have you watched the British one? No, I haven't. Ah, okay, that's why. So, okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Is it available on Netflix? No. But you know what? We I have you on Instagram now, right? Okay. I will make sure that I find a way to get you the British version. It's not many okay, episodes. Okay, cool. cool. I will make sure. Promoting piracy now, Rima. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I, 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 I have the originals. <laughs> I'm just going to query it to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good Brandon, say, good Brandon say. also has a new courier service that he's opening in 2023. <laughs> whereby oh he, it's, 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 uh, the concept is he drives, he rides his bike to wherever you go if you are in Southern Africa. So and sometimes he throws it at your door, throws it at your door. So sometimes it might take three to five weeks to arrive <laughs> because he's riding his bike to like Joburg, but you can guarantee that your package arrives. With a smile. With a smile, and also, it's 100% green. <laughs> no comedy before. The business yeah. is cool. Brandon and I just bike right to your door.com. <laughs> Fantastic, Brandon. And while we're saying this, I'd like to thank you for your initiative and your, um, your aim to keep things green, my friend. You wow, are an inspiration. A gentleman and a scholar. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, what do you love about the show, Vegan? I just I like the style of writing. I love the quirkiness um, and just the chaos as well. Like, oh, Dwight is just like it's chaotic. <laughs> Michael is also chaotic. Like, it's just yeah, it's crazy. But I just like it. I'm just so like um, I didn't watch season eight and nine up until recently. Um, actually, seven, eight, and nine, 
But I was a bit disappointed that Michael left mid-season 7. Like, they didn't even let him finish season 7. I was a bit, like, upset about that. And so season 8 and 9, it wasn't the same because he wasn't, like, he wasn't part of it and he is one of the main characters. Um, But I actually, like, cried. Like, the last episode, I was, like, I was crying. (laughs) I just grew attached to his character for some very weird reason. So, yeah. Uh, I can imagine you you must a... love cringing at, at these people's <laughs> actions. And I cringe so hard at his actions. And, yeah. if you love, and if you love cringing, you'll love this podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> I think the cringe increases tenfold with Ricky Gervais. It's the most, it's actually these times where you feel like you can't watch. It's yeah. so cringe. It's so cringe. Um, so yeah, so you love that. You love dancing in the on the ceiling. Mm. What's your favorite jam right now to like just go bananas to? Oh my gosh, I don't have a favorite. Like, I really do. I can't choose one. You guys, like, I've got too many albums and like favorite songs. You can start playing Lord Coldplay, Beyonce. Um, now just like if it just depends on how I'm feeling. So, like, if I'm in kind of, like, a darker mood, I'll play, like, Lord or Coldplay. Um, but then if I'm feeling, like, fierce and powerful, I'll be, like, jamming to Beyonce. So, it really depends on the mood. I knew you were going to say Beyonce. That's a common thing, eh? I want to feel fierce and powerful. Well done, Beyonce. Mm. Well done. She, no, music does that, eh? It just, uh, it, like, it does something to you. To the left, to the left. Type of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch it? You guys see that thing? Oh, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't they on the express express social? That was the best. Okay. So yeah. So you're rocking out to Beyonce when you're trying to feel great, like empowered, um, having your sort of um, what's that movie? I can't remember. With Melanie Griffith. Back in the day. Wow. Love that. There was a jazz song. I think that's the ultimate. Okay. So, you are stuck on a desert island. Mm. Wow. What a segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just go, bro. Uh, stuck on a desert island. Right? You can take three things with you. Now, let me set some rules here. You cannot take a cell phone. You cannot take a boat. Or anything of that nature. Three things. Um, definitely sunblock because I don't like and it must be like a moisturizing sunblock because I don't like my skin to be dry mm-hmm. definitely lip balm because I cannot stand dry lips it like mm-hmm. makes me feel agitated and I think I'll probably take one of my favorite books um, Body Positive Power or um, The State of Affairs or The Beauty Myth I'll take one of those three books so yeah. sunblock um lip balm lip balm and and a book and i'm yeah. sorted you know sunblock very wise choice very i've read wise. <laughs> i've read many books many important books like you know unbeatable lines of being and life in the death of cholera but i've got to say my favorite book of all time is still cash money crush by johnny cash <laughs> 
That's Jeez, actually, no one thing. asked you, by the yeah. way. No one Thanks. asked you what you played before. That's, a, that's mean, a quote from High Fidelity, by the way. Are you still doing that? Uh, I, just, I just fell into sword. For no reason. There's things you want to say, right? When you get the opportunity to say it, you have to take it. Right? Okay. So, Megan, here are some more odd questions, right? Okay. Have you ever walked in a supermarket, right? Mm. And just thought to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And just thought to yourself, what if I just tipped this motherfucker's cart over and shouted, free the republic, <laughs> and ran out of the supermarket? Have you ever just thought that? No, Never but I'm to... sure you have. No, I mean, what kind of person do you take me for? <laughs> I, was just, I was just wondering if you had ever no, thought No, 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 Never. So you're a bad person, Rivo. That. That's actually the mildest thing I think about in the first time. <laughs> okay. So, Hilton and uh, Brandon, do you have anything to add to this riveting conversation about supermarkets? No. Um, bring down the price of ginger. I think we should start. Yo, yeah. Ginger's and apples. Yo, wow. It's like... 63 rand for two hours at the moment. Like, I'm just okay. like, no, I can't but do I this. I, I just can't. Already. Quite a strong movement coming out of the Constantius for ever. I think I'll, I'll stick with Ginger. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't... What? What are you talking about? Is uh, There's a movement for the lowering of prices coming from the Constantia area. Yes, for Evos. Terrible. Terrible. It's a tea something oh, at the legs. and everything. Do you know there's actually a bit of a black market for Evers? I, I was going to yeah. mention that I know a guy. You, oh. Really? Hey. You need to Ooh, make sure where do you... <laughs> you must tell us! There's <laughs> <laughs> literally a guy I know who sells Evers, like five rand in Evers. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Five rand. A ripe and ready. Yeah, oh. I have a feeling you're gonna eat eat all those apples and uh, end up with a third ear. Way too cheap. Don't trust that shit. It's like a soup Yeah, yeah, soup soup. <laughs> the fuck's going on here? It's like oh, okay, but I'll still eat it because it's so cheap. Yeah. You know what? I can hear it. It's fine. I actually paused. I was like, what? Five? What? Five red. Five red. I mistrust situations like that. Yeah. Mistrust. Okay. So, we've covered a lot of topics here today. Hmm. Right? We've been on a journey together. As brothers and sisters. <laughs> in this messed up, messed up world. And when I think about this journey that we've been on, a quote springs to mind from Hilton 2021. Look how you look. <laughs> okay, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm just cognizant of the time. We've been going for quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah. 
guys, do you have any questions? I, I, actually, I'm free. I have very little going on in my life, so we can talk for as long as you want. But I do know no, that. Um, I, I think we've been quite wise, and I'm sure Megan, Megan being a mm. very busy lady has something else to do, probably at 9 o'clock in, on a Wednesday night. Yes. I just have one thing. Um, where can people reach you? Can you give us a plug? Links, Instagrams, the whole bang. The whole bang dot. Uh, so you can just uh, search for The Authentic Girl on all platforms. You'll find me there. I'm very active on Twitter. Um, and my handle there is Body Positive Meg. But if you search for The Authentic Girl, my name will also come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. All the links cool. will be in the description, so you can just click on that in Finder. There so, we go. cool. Any parting words from any of you? Don't be scared. I'll, I'll leave it to, to our guest. Well, the guest is going to close out the show. So, Megan, hmm. summon your inner talk show host, top billing. Espresso, whatever you want, you, you it's your choice. Um, and sign us out of the Don't Know Show episode six. Thank you so much, guys, for joining the show. It was really, really lovely chatting to you all. Um, please connect with us on social media and um, join us on the next episode. Thank you, Megan. Fantastic. You have a future in broadcasting. <laughs> no, um, I don't. <laughs> also, and you, you've heard that from the authority on broadcast. <laughs> yes, they actually call me the BBC, um, but for totally different reasons. Three brasser from Cape Town speaking to people, and those people are speaking back. Welcome to the Don't Know Show.